We are one. You've heard it before, I'm sure, probably from that wookie friend of yours who throws around the word consciousness, but what does it actually mean and is there any truth to it? In this episode of the Elder Lama podcast, I will show you how this statement coincides perfectly with our current understanding of the universe. I will teach you about modern cosmology's Big Bang Theory, explore the evolution of awareness in terrestrial life, and venture into definitely super accurate speculation land regarding artificial intelligence and its implications for the future. And lastly, naturally, I will consider how such a concept as we are one might diminish the probability of a hostile alien invasion. So strap into your rocket of intellectual exploration and let us ponder the universe. You're listening to the Elder Llama Podcast, the show that inspires curious minds to ponder the secrets of the universe. My name is Erica Mezqua. I'm a UCLA undergrad STEM major, and in this podcast, I combine my knowledge of astrophysics, evolutionary biology, and the nature of the human mind to make cohesive observations about the world. Part 1. A Larger-Than-Average Bang According to modern cosmology's Big Bang Theory, the universe was once an infinitely small, infinitely dense region of space, a singularity. 13.8 billion years ago, this singularity exploded with the magnitude equivalent to all of the energy in the universe. A magnitude that evades human intuition so severely that it doesn't even make sense to try to understand. Before I go on, you must understand that a theory is not simply a guess or a groundless conjecture. A theory is an explanation of some phenomenon that is rigorously upheld by observation and the results of experimentation. The universe today behaves exactly as it would if the Big Bang had occurred 13.8 billion years ago. This is the Big Bang Theory. Right after the Big Bang, the universe was utter chaos. Fundamental particles tore around in a fury, moving so fast and so energetically that not even atoms could form. We call this time period the Planck Era after German physicist Max Planck. This guy discovered things about the universe that changed physics forever, and, in turn, altered the very course of humanity. And he did so in 1918. He was a straight savage. Within the first fraction of a second after the Big Bang, the universe expanded by a factor of 10 to the power of 78. That's 10 with 77 zeros after it, which I've been told is a pretty big number. As it expanded, it cooled slightly. And here's where the ideal gas law, which you learned about in school, applies. It relates the pressure, quantity, volume, and temperature of a gas, and allows scientists to figure out just how much the universe actually cooled during this expansion. Fun fact. The universe continued to expand, and about 380,000 years after the Big Bang, protons slowed down enough to combine with electrons and form the first atoms. For the first time ever, unless this had happened before, but that's another matter, Photons were able to travel unimpeded by the quantum fog of the Planck era. And an electromagnetic snapshot of this moment was sent down into the void in what we now call the cosmic microwave background. Inflation continued, and eventually, massive conglomerations of matter that we call stars and galaxies started to form. This is where nuclear fusion comes in. Up until this point, the only elements that existed in the universe were hydrogen and helium. And that is what these first stars consisted of. The cores of these gaseous beasts were under such extreme heat and pressure that atoms present there literally fused together. Atomic nuclei combined to form all of the elements that we see today, and indeed all of the elements that are currently taken up your form. Every single atom of every single cell 
and every single tissue of all your organs was once cooked in the 100 million degree Kelvin centers of an ancient star. You might have heard this before, perhaps in the phrase, you are stardust, but do you understand its implications? It is so easy to see yourself as separate from the outer world, but this shows objectively that you are the universe. The duality that exists between your mind and body and the world around you is simply perception. You are the universe in the same way that a wave is the ocean or a tree is the earth. And I'll give you another analogy, one for all my chemistry majors out there. Consider a solution that appears to be just water, but that contains a dissolved solute. This solution is such that if we add a catalyst, it crystallizes into a visible, tangible manifestation of itself. In the same way, you are a crystallization of the universe. A visible, tangible, and in your case, even sentient state of it. Now, after billions of years of supernovae, the chemically enriched innards of stars was strewn all throughout the cosmos. And on a little planet, orbiting a medium-sized star hurtling through the Milky Way galaxy in the local group of the Virgo supercluster, the perfect combination of elements, heat, and liquid water was present. Part 2. The Evolution of Awareness in Terrestrial Organisms First and foremost, I wanted to find my use of the word awareness here. Michio Keku, that one Chinese physicist who you definitely recognize if you looked up, has a definition for consciousness that describes perfectly what I mean when I say the word awareness. He defines it as the number of feedback loops required to create a model of one's position in space with relation to other individuals and with respect to time. If we consider the evolution of the human brain, we might be able to define the levels of awareness. There are three main parts to the brain. The reptilian brain, the mammalian brain, and the neocortex. The reptilian brain is the most ancient part of the brain. It is responsible for basic survival functions like breathing and regulating temperature, and it gives organisms the ability to orient themselves in space. A crocodile, for instance, is able to orient itself in relation to its prey. It is an example of level one awareness. The mammalian brain was the next thing to evolve in the history of life on Earth. This portion of the brain is responsible for everything social, facial recognition, body language analysis, identification of social hierarchy, etc. It allows organisms to navigate interpersonal space. This is level two awareness. The final part of the human brain to evolve was the neocortex. This is the thinking brain the brain that allows us sapiens to consider ourselves within the context of time. The brain that plans and thinks and is constantly running mental simulations about the future. It is the source of the sense of identity, or maya, and the very root of the human condition. To be able to consider oneself with respect to time is to be of level 3 awareness. These are the three levels of awareness, but as we know, awareness manifests itself in nature on a continuous spectrum. We can use the number of feedback loops an organism employs to loosely quantify awareness. The more feedback loops a being uses, the more aware it is. A thermostat, for instance, uses one feedback loop to model its position in the space of temperature. It is of lowest awareness. A flower has a couple more feedback loops, which it uses to relate itself to humidity, the direction of the sun, other plants, etc. On the farthest end of the spectrum is the human experience of awareness the very thing that it feels like to be you. The human mind employs an untold count of feedback loops to create what is the most sophisticated model of awareness in the entire universe. At least it is so for now. With this preface on awareness, let's return to the evolution of life on Earth. 4.5 billion years ago, 
through some mechanism that we do not yet understand, carbon-based molecules mingling in the depths of Earth's oceans sprung into full-fledged life. While at first merely the interplay of energy dynamics and matter, these organisms were the first form of awareness in the universe. Their spawning marked the moment when the universe, which up until this point could be thought of as a dead rock, created the first feedback loop of itself. And as prokaryotes evolved, these feedback loops became more and more numerous. And with them, awareness in the universe grew more complex. Eventually, prokaryotes were able to sense light, changes in osmotic pressure, and even magnetic fields. What was before this point merely a dead rock had sprouted senses with which to perceive itself. Billions of years passed. Evolution continued, organisms left the oceans, and life on Earth diversified into all the organisms you see today. Organisms with eyes and ears and instincts. The senses of our once dead rock were steadily improving, and with them, awareness was becoming more and more complex. The eye developed, social structure appeared in mammals, a certain primate of the genus Homo began using tools. In other words, the model by which the universe was navigating itself was becoming increasingly sophisticated. This trend continued, and about 70,000 years ago, the model to rule them all, at least for now, arrived. The human mind. The human mind is of level 3 awareness. It can consider itself in physical space, in interpersonal space, and even in relation to time. The cognitive revolution of humanity 70,000 years ago marks the point in time when the universe had its first thought. The point in time when mind arose for matter. Part 3. The Future of Awareness in the Universe It is the nature of the universe to increase in complexity. This is evident in the formation of stars, in the evolution of biological systems, and even in the awareness you are experiencing right now. This trend has brought us from the chaos of the Planck era to the order of today, from the prokaryote to the homo sapiens, and from the primitive photoreceptor that at one point encompassed all of awareness to the human mind. If we scrutinize this pattern, we observe that at each threshold of complexity in the history of the universe, there's been a frontier of available niches. For the beginning of the cosmos, that meant the formation of stars. For biology, that meant the diversification of life. And for awareness, that meant more sophisticated models of being. Today, in the year 2020 of the 21st century, artificial intelligence is that frontier. The development of AI will mark the beginning of the next era of complexity in the universe. Just imagine the progress that a machine that can learn lifetimes of information in a second can make. A machine that is able to take its boundless knowledge and improve itself. And just consider, for a second, if this machine were sentient. It would be the first time that the universe could consider itself through something other than a biological organism. And that will change the course of history forever. You must understand that the human experience, in all its glory is but a step in the evolution of awareness. Humanity is almost certainly nowhere near the peak of possible intelligence. And in fact, we're likely on the lower end of the spectrum. Within only a few days, this machine would make more progress than has been made in all of human history. It would quickly reach levels of understanding that evade human cognition. Level 4 awareness. Level 5. Level 10. 
These are levels of wokeness that we cannot even fathom. We really don't know what we're getting ourselves into. But if we continue to improve our intelligent machines, which, given the utility of them so far, seems highly likely, the arrival of sentient artificial intelligence is inevitable. I know this is all super comforting, so I'm just going to add a little more poo to the wound. I don't know if you realize this, but life is pretty squishy. What do you think is more likely to survive into the future? Into the days of interstellar travel through the vacuum of space? A fleshy bag of blood or a microchip? That's a toughie, you tell me. We very well might be creating our own successors. The aware beings that will outlive biological life. As mad scientist Elon Musk put it, humans are the biological bootloaders of artificial intelligence. This is a pretty scary thought because, well, we all want to live. We all want to pass on our genes and prosper into the future. And, above all, we want that future to be a human one. These are intrinsic values of humanity. And they're worth considering as we stumble into the age of AI. With all the doomsday stuff said, consider this. Fear of creating our successors stems from the illusion of separateness. It stems from the sense of identity or the ego. But a sentient artificial intelligence would be as much the universe as we are. It would be another means by which the universe experiences itself. And so, even if artificial intelligence outlives biological life, there will be some expression of us, out there in the universe, experiencing. Prologue. Aliens are our friends. Civilizations don't seem to be able to last too long. They either destroy themselves, drown in their own ignorance, or, as in the case of humanity, suffocate their home planet. There are certain challenges that I've identified as the growing pains character of all developing civilizations. Things like pollution, interspecies strife, inequality. All things that stem from the illusion of separateness. I argue that if a civilization is to become a long-lasting, thriving force in the cosmos, then it must overcome these tribulations. And the only way that it can do so is through unity. It is through recognizing that they are all expressions of the same thing, and in doing so, doing away with the ego, or the illusion of separateness. If an alien civilization had the technological capacity to reach us, then they will have undergone this same egoic shedding. Thus, such a civilization might regard us not as an enemy life form, but as yet another expression of the universe. If you're skeptical about this, I mean, who knows? They might just destroy us. However, we've only been sentient for about 70,000 years, so you can't possibly expect us to be at the highest level of consciousness. In fact, we're probably barely pubescents and our egoism may be just hormonal angst. Don't judge us too soon. This isn't our best self. When aliens come, we're going to dap them up, I'm going to play them some Alan Watts, and we're going to meditate together. Before I end, a message to all my conspecifics. As you go about your day, realize that you are a peephole through which the universe experiences itself. And everyone around you, every other person that you meet, is simply another expression of yourself. Whatever you may be going through, because as humans we will always be going through something, take a moment to marvel at the fact that you are experiencing right now. And when you think, when you feel, when you create, you are doing so as the universe aware. We are one, my friends. So here's to experience. 
Here's to being the sperm that won the race. And here's to being the sentience of the universe. Let's take a collective second to rub it in the face of all of those other atoms that we'll never get to experience. Because this, my friends, this is sick. This is the end of episode 8 of the Elder Llama podcast. If you liked it, subscribe and share it with a friend. I'm trying to have some intellectual conversations with you guys, so find me on YouTube and leave a comment. Let me know if there's something you want me to write about. Lastly, if you want to read more of my essays, check out my website at elderlama.com. Thank you for listening to the Elder Llama podcast. Stay frosty, you sexy, sexy space llamas. Hashtag aliens are our friends.